Welcome to the Prism Daily Podcast. Our hope is that by listening each day, you'll be refreshed by God's grace and encouraged in your faith. This fall, we'll be hearing each day a portion of the forthcoming audio and print book from our pastor, Chuck Ryer. Each day, Chuck will be reading through sections in concert with our sermon series on Prism Church's Values. You can hear the Sunday messages on this podcast channel. Second, have you ever cried when someone left your church? Like the other questions, this isn't an attempt to get someone to stay in one particular church. Rather, the question is designed to see if over the long haul of someone's church life, they've been prone to keeping their emotional distance from others. Why we might do this varies from person to person, but we could all be guilty of this to one degree or another. When we are called to be a part of a church, we're called to relate to people honestly and openly. Past hurts may have made us reluctant to risk giving ourselves to others emotionally, and that is understandable. However, if you've left three local churches in the last 10 years and never had a relationship end that made you grieve, you may be cheating yourself and others of real connection. This could be intentional or subconscious. Either way, it's a question worth considering. Third, has anyone ever cried when you left a church? This question is designed to find out whether or not people have ever been so emotionally connected to you that when you left, what remained was a painful absence. Over the years, I've watched members leave churches, including some church staff, and there was seemingly no sense of their absence. Others called to see where they were, but there was no obvious sense of missing their presence. In fact, there was often a sense of dismay about how casually the exiting person took their departure. It is quite possible that if no one in multiple church exits has ever cried when you left, you just might be emotionally disconnected from the relationships you have supposedly developed in any particular church. The Apostle Paul longed for this connection, and we see evidence of this in his second letter to the Christians in the city of Corinth. Paul had a difficult relationship with this congregation and wrote multiple letters of correction to them. This would have made the relationship rocky for sure. Very few people's first reaction to critique or confrontation is impressive. Have you ever seen on television or been present in person for an intervention in the life of an addict? I've seen a few, and they're not pretty. I understand why. Those in recovery have to say goodbye to something that has in many ways been their friend in life's most difficult times. Addicts have come to love their substance more than the people in their lives, and when they're forced to choose between the two, they get angry. This was the sometimes condition of Paul's relationship with the Corinthians, but Paul didn't give up on them. Instead, he appealed to them as a father in the hopes that they'd have genuine community with him. He wrote, quote, We have spoken freely to you, Corinthians, and opened wide our hearts to you. We are not withholding our affection from you, but you are withholding yours from us. As a fair exchange, I speak as to my children. Open wide your hearts also, unquote. 1 Corinthians 6, verses 11 through 13. The applications for making Christian community part of your life are numerous. First of all, you are only delaying the inevitable if you continue moving from church to church looking for that perfect place. Eventually, the Lord is going to help you resist your flight instinct, and in so doing, he will work in your heart to endure with others through difficult times and show his grace to them. 
He's calling you to open wide your heart to the Christians of the church you call home. Second, your unwillingness to walk through difficult times shortchanges the work that God wants to do in your life. He wants to show you his grace through others. Finally, your unwillingness to reconcile with difficult people, or any people, and live in an environment that is uncomfortable for you, cheats others out of your presence. Because, after all, it's not all about you. Tip number one is, don't go alone, which is true for you and for other people. Are you making it difficult for people to live that way? You've been listening to the Prism Daily Podcast. If you would like more information about Prism Church, please visit our website, prismchurch.com.